Skin. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, we are the Real Movie Duels podcast. This is our take two because our take one didn't record. Oh, wait. I'm, well, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, I'm Drew. And I'm Nick. And we get together as often as we can, and we do a Real Movie duel. So we basically pick two movies, and we pit them against each other and decide which one wins the cage match. To the death. To the death. One of them we'll never watch again. One movie standing. <laughs> right? Sure. When you say it like that, it makes my decision seem that much more important. I know. Yeah. Like, you really got to think I about it. I can't ever watch the other one again. I know. That's, that's brutal. Cool. That is brutal. I don't, I have to rethink my choices. <laughs> but anyway, so this, this episode we're going to do National Lampoon's Vacation against the Great Outdoors. Yes. So basically Chevy Chase versus. Both of them by John here. Yes. Did you know that going in? I did not know that going in. It was interesting. I picked that up. You don't want directed by him, but they were both written Correct. by Correct. So. Well, once I realized that, I saw some interesting, like, little similarities. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, dude, he's using the same jokes for both movies. <laughs> sort of. Kind of. But anyway, so, which should we start with? We should probably start with Vacation, because you're doing the synopsis on that one, right? Sure. All right. Hold on a second. It is still recording. Okay, we're still good. All right. Keep the change. Okay. Now, uh, you see, uh, you see which way you're pointing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Cause uh, you see that place. Yeah, I am. Uh-huh. You see where I say rib tip? Rib tip. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck that. You don't want to go that way. What if these guys know the Commodores? You're going to go all the way down about half a block, and you'll see a Torino with no wheels on it. Now, inside that Torino is my cousin, Jack. Now, you tell him you're my boy and that you lost, and he'll make sure you get the way you're going, because you don't want to know from me, man. This ain't even my neighborhood. I'm from the west side of Chicago, here on vacation. Thanks a lot. You've been a great help. All right, so Nick is going to regale us with the synopsis of National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. Okay, so National Lampoon's Vacation. That is it. The the 19, was 83 classic? Sounds about right, yeah. yeah. So Chevy Chase plays Clark Griswold. He's like the patriarch of this family. Works all the time. He doesn't get to spend time with his kids. Poor guy. So they're going to take a vacation. They're going to go across the country. They live up by... Chicago, I think. That's right. And, and they're going to drive all the way to California to go to Wally World, which is like the big family thing. Everybody wants to go to Wally World. Oh, bef- just let me stop you for one second. What do you think that scene where like he's like planning the trip and it shows his little car going and like the kids are somehow reprogramming the little program on the fly, like making like it eat the car and stuff? Because <laughs> yeah. that's how computers work. Yeah. Especially in the 80s, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Because it was so easy to like program <laughs> exactly. back then. Right. Yeah, I was always making my Atari 2600 do things that the games weren't programmed to do. Yeah, that was like an old, I don't even know what kind of, Tandy maybe? Yeah, Tandy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how they worked back then. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So so he's planning this cross-country trip. Um, he buys a new vehicle. He doesn't even get the vehicle he's supposed to get to begin with because the salesman... Yeah, the salesman was a guy from uh, American Pie, wasn't Yeah, the dad from American yeah. Pie. It's awesome. And... Uh, so he ends up with this classic um, 
station wagon, yes. green and green and wood. Not the what did he want? Like the cruiser or something? Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, but it, it's definitely not what he ordered. But he goes in and takes it anyways because it's Clark Griswold. And well, when they wrecked his other car, like within like five <laughs> minutes of like <laughs> trading it in, they've demolished it. It's like really, how does that work? And so it's him and his wife and his two kids, Rusty and Audrey, which they're both, I don't know, maybe close to teenage years at least. The, the girl's probably a teenager. Well, which one's older? I think the girl. Really? I always thought the boy was older. Really? But I don't know. They, they, they are oddly close in age, though, They right? are oddly close in age. <laughs> they're one of those 11 months apart type thing. Maybe. Must be. So... Clark is the only one that's really excited for this trip. Everybody else wants to fly, or the, the wife wants to fly out there. She doesn't want to drive all the way. And the kids just want to go do something fun. They don't really care about driving across the country and doing all this. And they're, you know, but Clark is dead set. This is what they're doing. They're driving across the country. They're going to Wally World. They're making all these little stops all over the place. Visit family, right? To see, like, the biggest ball of time. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, like, yeah. just all kinds of sightseeing stuff he has planned. Yes. So, they get going, and <laughs> they start running into some problems, <laughs> and they, they go and visit uh, her cousin, Eddie. Yes. And no, it's her, the girl's her cousin, right? Oh, uh, okay. One. So, the wife is the cousin. Yeah. And, but Eddie's the one that's... Uncle Eddie. Uncle Eddie. Yep. And, uh, so, I don't know. Uncle Eddie's awesome. He's, he is kind of the highlight of the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's played by um, I like when they Randy went to, Quaid. Yeah, I like when they went to St. Louis and they're like uh, getting directions and they're like stealing all their hubcaps. Oh and, yeah, they end up in East St. Louis in yeah. a bad neighborhood. That's yeah. awesome. I love that the guy giving the directions. <laughs> He's like five dollar. He's like, okay, here's a ten. <laughs> Just keep the change. He's like, so here's what you get. No, you know, go down to this El El Torino. My cousin, my buddy is in there. He'll give directions. I'm not even from here. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much everywhere they go, they run into some kind of problem with, of course. with money and with... He ends up giving his, his cousin a bunch of money because he's begging him for money. And Yes. I didn't remember how, like, morose some of this stuff was in that... <laughs> Like like when they drag the dog behind, oh yeah, and, and they, they bring the aunt with them after they dies. leave the cousins, and she ends up dying. They just leave her on the hood of the car, and then on the lawn of the guys, which sounds weird because like like she's like, well, he's supposed to be here. Like they're gonna drop her off, and they can't get in the house. Yeah, and it's like, well, if he if she was alive, what were they gonna do? Yeah, just leave her there anyway. It's probably... I, I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, it didn't change their game plan much. But they just leave her with a note. For yes. The, for, the, for the son of, of the <laughs> dead aunt. <laughs> yes. That was, that was nice. But everywhere they go, they run into these little adventures. And um, they finally make it to Wally World after everything. Like, the car gets destroyed and... They, they they run out of all their money and and the kids are like ready to go back halfway through it and well that's the other thing so the car wreck okay so this car goes flying over and wrecks right yeah and then they go and get it repaired first of all there's no way they did that much repair like the engine is almost out of the car right, right. and these guys and he's like what am I paying you for all you did was put four ball tires in and do like an alignment or something it's like no dude that car was trashed yeah. <laughs> I don't well, think they I mean, could have fixed it's, it. It's a me. comedy. <laughs> I, I know, I know. You're not supposed to think about Suspension that. Suspension of disbelief. Yes, I suppose. But 
Anyways, after everything, they finally make it to Wally World, and it's closed. It's closed for renovations for like two weeks, and Clark loses his crap, and basically goes ape crap on uh, the... Poor John Candy. Poor John Candy. The uh, security guard there and holds him at gunpoint, even though it's not a real gun. We find out later, but... It's a BB gun. Makes him, makes him let his family go on all the rides, and... And then the owner and the SWAT team and everybody shows up and they end up being okay. But yes, because when Wally World, you know, gets held up, they call Roy Wally or whatever. To yeah, come the owner to come. The, yeah, to come reason with the pe- the people and ask them why. You know, correct. And what's going on? But all in all, it's a pretty fun movie. Like like they get into a lot of shenanigans along the way. There's some pretty classic scenes in it, I would say. Chevy Chase. Yeah, one of my problems with that with the with his character, he's such a bumbling buffoon. Like you know, what I mean, he's like I know. I feel like that's him in real life too, though. It could be, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's not too big of a stretch. Like like most of his characters are that way. Like he's like the worst dad ever. I don't know. He's just not very. He's uh, not very with. Yeah, he's very self motivated. Like he wants to do it for him, not for correct. Because yeah. you know, this is his. <laughs> Plan. He doesn't really care if anybody else is having fun. This is true. And yeah. I always thought, like, the um, Christy Brinkley thing. So he, this lady keeps showing up, like, throughout the trip and, like, flirting Correct. with him and stuff like that. I always thought that was kind of like a dream sequence. Like, it almost comes across like that, but, but then, she's like, real. Yeah, they, like, find him in the pool with her. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a real thing. Yeah, very, very strange. But... Uh... But it's just like a zany old comedy. Yeah. No, I, I love the Uncle Eddie stuff. Like, that's some of my favorite. Like, I quote those lines even today. Like, <laughs> hamburger helper, I think it tastes pretty good all by itself or whatever, you know? Or like, or the one kid's asking another kid if he has like any video games. Do you have asteroids? No, but sometimes my dad has them so bad that you can't even sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like... He's, and he asks him if he has something. He's like, no, but I got a stack of porno mags. <laughs> and so, like, the boys just go in there and start looking at all those magazines. Yeah. And the girls are, like, smoking pot. And... Correct. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah. I like Uncle Eddie. He's... But the, if Christmas Vacation had never come out, you know, big, National Lampoon's Vacation would be the movie, like... Right. Would be the best of them, I think. But I think Christmas Vacation would be better. I don't know. I haven't seen Christmas Vacation in a long time. Oh, uh, we watch it like every year. For and I don't think I've ever seen Vegas Vacation. Really? I don't think so. It's I'm, not great. Maybe it's, I've seen part of it's it. It's better than European Vacation, which isn't saying much. I have seen that. But the Vegas Vacation is worth sitting through at least once or uh-huh. twice. We went to Vegas last year and then we had to watch Vegas Vacation when we got back. Because you know, it's kind of like, hey, I know that place, I know that place. Makes sense. But... Uh, but even that's pretty old now, and so you you watch it, and like even Vegas doesn't even look like it does in that movie anymore. So, yeah. All right, so that is. I'm afraid I'm gonna need a little more than that, sir. Okie dokie. How's this? Clark, have you lost your mind? Where did you get that? Sporting goods store, honey. No- In the whole week he'll be here. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Just something. So anyway, you're an intelligent man. Thank you. Make a good living? Not bad. Get a good life. Pretty good. Answer me one question. Sure. 
Why the hell would you want to come up to a plant-infested no-man's land like this and live like a barbarian for a week? All right, so then we did The Great Outdoors. Actually, I watched Great Outdoors first. I did as well. Well, there you go. All right, so The Great Outdoors is another family vacation type show. So John Candy is your typical dad. He has two sons and a wife. and They're going up to some cabin that he used to visit when he was a kid. And so he's got this grand plan that this is going to be like great. He's going to bond with his kids the way that his dad bonded with him. They're going to like go fishing and, you know, do the rowboat, do all the kind of outdoorsy, great outdoors type stuff, you know, because they live in the city, you know. I think they're from Chicago as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's funny. It, John Hughes must have been like a Chicago guy. Because yeah. isn't Breakfast Club set in Chicago as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, it's all about Chicago with John Hughes. But anyway, so he goes there and, you know, they they arrive and it's as he imagined or whatever. Well, then his uh, wife's sister and her husband and their two twin daughters just show up and crash the vacation, like, to surprise them. Yeah. And the fa- the... The brother-in-law is Dan Aykroyd, who plays the most obnoxious, like, loud-mouthed, kind of full-of-crap, you know, guy that everybody hates. Like, that guy who knows everything and is, like, really jerk, jerky to everybody. Kind He's of rich and he has everything. Rich, has everything, yeah. Correct. And so he shows up and... It's really an awkward scene. Like, he's got the kids off, like, down the lake, so he's, like, making moves on the wife. And so that scene's really awkward. Like, so they're, like, I mean, he's got, like, his wife's, like, bra off, and they're, like, really starting to go make out. And then Dan Aykroyd comes in with the camera, with the video camera. He's filming them, and they're, like, going on for, like, a few minutes while he keeps filming. I'm, like, With their two little girls. Yeah, it's, like, like... this is a little awkward. They're even doing, like, weird (laughs) role-playing and stuff, and Dan Aykroyd's, like, you know, making fun of him, like... Wow, that that's a great way to start. But anyway, so they show up, and, you know, of course, Dan Aykroyd feels like he's there, and he's the one bringing the fun, and they should be thankful that he's there to, like, you know, he keeps making comments like, if it wasn't for me, you guys wouldn't be having any fun, you know? Right. And, of course, John Candy wants to be more of, like, a kind of old-school relaxing, and, of course, Dan Aykroyd wants to get, like, the powerboat and do the go-karts, you know, do all right. the kind of cool, like, new stuff. When he first shows up, he says they're having hot dogs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's what John Candy's big plan is. He's going to go do hot dogs on the grill. And, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd is not having it. He's like, no, we're having lobster. Yeah, and blah, lobster. Blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that's how it starts out. And, and then I, for some reason, that line always stuck in my head, too, where he, Dan Aykroyd's like, hot dogs, you know what they're made out of? Lips and assholes yeah. or whatever. Like, and I mean, that that's... joke keeps going throughout the movie, right. too. The <laughs> raccoons that keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so that's kind of how it goes. So then, you know, there's this weird subplot with the oldest boy of John Candy's boy is, like, in town and meets some girl, and they start, like, a romance, which is, like, totally extraneous to the movie whatsoever. Right. And that's weird, too. Like, she's like, well, I don't get involved with people because you're just going to leave in a couple weeks. Well, of course knows, he is. He's on vacation. And she knows that he's going to leave, and she still gets involved with him anyways. She does the exact same thing she says she's not going to do. Correct. So. But anyway, so that, and that, there's that subplot, and then, so basically it's just, once again, it's this vacation. Everything goes wrong. I mean, they they have to do the power, the skiing. And, of course, John Handy or John Candy is, like, ski, showing his son how to ski. And then they think that he wants to ski. So he's skiing. And I don't know. Whenever I – I think he skied before, right? Because he's showing the son how to ski. Right. The first time I ever like tried to water ski, which I've never actually successfully water skied. But even when I was trying, they said, at any point, if you get in trouble, just let go. And he even tells his son He that. even tells his son that. Right. And so then we have like a five-minute sequence of him being dragged around the lake through all sorts of hazards, not letting go. Right. It's like, 
I, I mean, I understand, like, maybe the first couple times you might not let go, but after, like, five minutes, you would just well, I let mean, go. I think it would, it's the, the humor of pulling a 300-pound man I guess, on yeah. one ski for a while. Correct. And, and then it's funny because, like, you know, you don't always notice. I don't always think about stuff like this when you watch a movie over and over. Like, some of the stunts, like, you see John Handy doing this stuff. You're like, that's not John Candy because right. the camera's, like, all zoomed out. Exactly. You're like, that's a stunt man. And I don't usually it's notice. It's still a big guy, though. Like, you've got to be a big guy to, like, be John He probably had, like, a fat suit. What else happens in that movie? So yeah, oh, and then there's the whole thing where they go to like eat at the restaurant and there's like a 92 oh, ounce steak. Old and if 96 you, or old 96 or and if you eat the steak, you eat free. And Dan Ackroyd, who has all this money, he's like, Oh yeah, you should have that. And then he's like, you know, basically force feeding him the last few bites or whatever. Yeah, and the, the cook is like, all that's left on the or no, he goes. All that's left on the plate is gristle and fat. Like, the cook's like, yep. He's like, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh no. And then it's like, he, if I get if I get him to choke it down, he throw in some hats for the kids or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Correct. So the main theme of the movie is like, you know, the father figure. You know, Jan, John Candy's actually a pretty good father. Like from what you see in the movie, right. like he seems like he's a good guy. He cares about his family, he cares about his kids. He tries to be a good role model, you know, whereas Dan Aykroyd is the typical guy who works all the time, you know, and does, has no relationship with his kids or whatever, you know, there's also this weird thing about this bear. Like John Candy tells a scary story early in the movie about this, when they apparently him and his wife went up there on their honeymoon and there was a bear that like almost attacked them and they had to like shoot at it and like shave the, its head or whatever because the buckshot just like shaved its head you know and of course there's a at the end of the movie there's this the plot with like the girls like run off there's like a rainstorm they run off and get buried in some mine because yeah that's when it's a rain you like run off and go into like some well, abandoned mine well they got in trouble earlier in the movie for being down in that mine too correct so but like, i mean when it's storming it was i mean it just seemed yeah, an it odd it seems like sequence. they would like put barricades or something in front of it too like, right yeah like you have a bunch of kids running around you have correct. an abandoned mine shaft and of course there's tons of wet dynamite down there yeah. Because that's what would be down there. Of course. Of course. But anyway, so there's like a whole thing where they have to go rescue the girls. And of course, Dan Aykroyd has to step up and be, you know, the father to his girls and kind of help that relationship. And of course, the bear obviously comes back, you know, that he was telling the story about. And Before all that happened, uh, you find out that Dan Aykroyd is actually full of crap. Too, oh, yeah. So. so it turns out Dan Aykroyd is full of crap and that he, uh, he... Well, no, first you find out that he claims that he came to give uh, John Candy this investment opportunity because right, right. Dan Aykroyd is this, like, Wall Street banker-type investor guy. And, you know, he kind of cons John Candy out of giving him, like, 15 grand or something, which in 1980 for a middle-class family, that was probably a pretty good chunk of change. And so, like, he gets it from him, you know, tells him a story about how he was a jerk to him earlier and makes him feel bad, and so he gives him the money. And so they all go. So Dan Aykroyd's, you know, driving back, and then he has a pang of conscience or whatever, has to turn around and the say wife, no. Well, the wife is sitting there telling him how, you know, proud she was of him for, giving, <laughs> for bringing him in on that, uh, for bringing John Candy in on that deal. And, Correct. Because that's a lot of money for them. And exactly. blah, blah, blah. And so he feels bad, so he turns around and goes back and says, you know, I was actually conning you, and he tells his wife, you know, I've actually, we're poor, we're living beyond our means, I lost my trading seat, and I'm basically, you know, running coffee and stuff, and, you know, blah, 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 Every our whole life is a lie, and then the girls go away, right. and then they have to go come together and rescue them, and the bear shows back up, and attacks the family, they have to fight it off, and of course... Some guy come. Why do you have to plug in the lamp to shoot a a gun? 
I never understood that. Because it was a it was a gun lamp. It was a gun lamp. <laughs> so apparently, I don't for know. it to fire, it has to be plugged in. Anyway, so they shoot the bear. And of the course, guy that owns the cabin. Instead of shoving shaving the head, it shaves his butt, and so it's like this bear butted bear. And it runs off. And, and it runs off, off whimpering, which is a very fake whimper. It was not a whimper of a bear. <laughs> so is that how a real know? bear? How do you know? Maybe it or is. Or was a guy in a maybe suit? Maybe it is a whimper in a bear. It looked like a real bear. It looked like a real bear to me, too. For most of it. I mean, Correct. Sure there were price sequences. But yeah. Anyway, so that's The Great Outdoors. I I enjoy The Great Outdoors. Like, I mean, like I said, I, when you compare the two dads, like, I like the John Candy dad so much better than the Chevy Chase dad. Sure. You know? But let's talk about the weird subplot with the, with the son and the girl. Okay. That whole thing is weird, too, okay? Yeah. Like, it's really awkward. All right, and this. So, first of all, have you ever played pool? In and it pool really hall? doesn't flow. It just kind of feels like they feels try. Tacked on. They're like, well, the older kid, he would probably be doing something different. So we got to give him something, like. Yeah, but like the younger kids have nothing to do other than get lost at the end. Right. But yeah, so he makes this. He's at a pool hall with the brother, and he. I've played pool. If there's an attractive girl like at a table next to you, you're not gonna forget she's there and like accidentally. Gooser with your pool stick. I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. I mean, you're going to be aware of her being well, not there. accidentally. Correct, exactly, <laughs> and be surprised. You know, and so he chases after her, and they like talk, and she said, like you said, she said, "Oh, I'm not going to get involved with you. You're going to leave." You know, it's like, well, yes, he's going to leave. He's here on vacation, obviously. Huh. I mean, and so anyway, so they get romantically involved, and then she gets mad at him because he's out to dinner at that, and his dad's eating that old 96er and so it, he says he's gonna meet her and she's like don't stand me up and it's like like he's got anything else to do in this town like he's gonna stand her up and so he's late and then she's mad at him it's like well he's at dinner with his family what was he supposed to do just say oh i gotta go but then she makes up with him at the end and, yeah exactly. and then he goes away and, and he goes away anyway exactly. <laughs> so it's just yeah it's just kind of like a pointless it's almost like John Hughes said, ah, we need to we need to have something for the teenagers to relate to. Right. You know? So let's throw in this. And for John Hughes, who's usually pretty good at writing teenagers, it was pretty crappy. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the writing goes. At least that part of it. <laughs> yeah, that part of it, yeah. So, anyway, that's Great Outdoors. So we've explained both the movies, how they kind of flowed, some of our thoughts on it. So we're going to rate each one in, in these different categories. And they're going to be different depending on the movies. Because we kind of felt like for a comedy like this, cinematography really wasn't that important, you know? Cinematography is always important. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, anyway, so acting. So as far as the performances, which did you think had better performances? I felt like they're pretty similar. I mean, I they felt are. like I felt like both of them had pretty decent acting. I, I think Chevy Chase does all right. I think the wife does all right in that. The kids do okay. Yeah. I feel like maybe Lampoon has a slight edge in the acting. I would give. I think I would agree with you. I think National Lampoon's Vacation had slightly better acting. It had better character actors, maybe. It's a much smaller cast too, though. I feel like as well, they, far as like the main, the main cast. Right? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, like uh, even some of the bit characters, like the guy from American Pie who sold him the car. I mean, he did a really good job, you know. And yeah. 
you know, the grandma and vacation was pretty good. Some of the big, like even the kids in uh, vacation were a lot better than I thought the kids in. True. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going off of too. Yeah. I mean, John, I thought John Candy and Dan, and Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd did, did fine. Good. Yeah. But and the wives did, did fine. fine. But, but the, as far as the kids and some of the like, outside, like you said, the big yeah. characters or whatever. But yeah, I thought, uh, I think vacation had, some better, had a little bit better acting. And also, you know, Cousin Eddie, I thought he, you know, obviously is a... I really like Cousin Eddie. I don't know if you've grasped that yet, but I'm a big fan. Are you a Cousin Eddie fan? I, I'm a huge fan. So Did you know that guy is like crazy now? Randy oh, yeah. And, like he thinks the government's like after him. Didn't he, he, move didn't to, like, he go Canada to Canada and, and like did like a weird video about yeah, like, how they were chasing him? Where's tinfoil hats? And, and wasn't stuff? he like living in somebody's like abandoned house or something? Like squatting or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's totally he's... off his rocker. <laughs> so it's not too far out of character for him to play Cousin no, Eddie. Not too bad. What about uh, writing? Writing. Story. I don't know. I mean, I think Great Outdoors maybe has the edge for me, just because it's got a little more twists and turns, a little more going on. Whereas Vacation, I mean, it's basically just road trip, you yeah. know, bit after bit. Yeah, string after string, where there's a little more continuity in the, in the Great Outdoors yeah, I story. Felt like, yeah, I felt the story had a little... And also I felt like, uh, the story was a little more, um, and maybe this ties in more to character development. I thought the story had more of a like a, a theme and kind of like a resolution. You know what I mean? Like I thought the characters actually kind of like evolved and made changes and kind of something happened. You know what I mean? Like the movie, whereas in Vacation, I felt like at the end of the movie, everybody's the same. Like nobody learned a lesson. Right. Nobody gained anything from this experience. Yeah, they, they just held up a place and like not, and got away with right, it. Yeah. I, I mean, so. From that standpoint, I thought the. <laughs> and as far as the jokes go, I mean, we'll get into the next category too. But yeah, which, I don't know. Which which movie is funnier for you? Yeah, so comedy value. Which one had the higher comedy value? I probably have to give it. I know we're, these are comedies. I probably have to give the edge to Vacation. I felt like it had a slightly funnier. They had both movies had odd, odd awkward areas. You know what I mean? Like that were awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was. Uh, like you said, like, Vacation has some weird, like, morose type stuff. Like, where the dog dies or where yeah. the ants, like, very morbid, you know, for, yeah. like, a funny movie. But I thought, overall, I think Vacation is funnier than Great Outdoors. For me, I feel like Great Outdoors is funnier. Do you? I, I enjoy John Candy so much, though. Like, just his expressions and his facial, like, when he's telling his story to the kids and... Yeah. I don't know. I like John Candy a lot, too. I mean, he's definitely... Uh, like, I think Chevy Chase is funny, but I just don't... He's um, always the same, though. John Candy's yeah. kind of the same, too, but I felt like... I feel like John Candy is funnier than Chevy Chase. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I don't consider Chevy Chase a really funny guy, for the most part. I mean, he's more like the bumbling kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Who else we got? So, character development. Which yeah, is kind of what kinda I We kind of went already over the... We kind of did. I felt there was way more character development in Great Outdoors. Like... I agree with that. And I like the characters better. Like, in Vacation, like, none of the main characters are really that likable. It's true. I mean... Like, the wife is alright. She's like, okay, but even she's kind of annoying <laughs> sometimes. And the kids are kind of just brats and, yeah. do, and are kind of obnoxious. It's true. And whiners. And, I mean, I thought the characters in Great Outdoors were a lot more likable. So I feel like Vacation's a much darker movie than Great Outdoors in a lot of ways. Uh, there's definitely spots. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that's kind of where we, I, based on all that, I mean, 
You go first. What do you think? Overall? Yep. My winner? Your winner. My winner for best best comedy of these two is The Great Outdoors. Like I said, John Candy for me is just funny. Like, I love to watch him. It's improv, everything. And uh, Chevy Chase is more, like you said, like the bumbling. Like, and he's kind of a jerk in that movie, like to his kids. And like, I mean, it is funny in spots. Like, there's definitely, yeah. there's definitely, you know, a lot of stuff that I laughed at. But, but the great outdoors for me, yeah, it wins for me. I think we're gonna agree because I'm gonna go with the great outdoors <laughs> too. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I think Vacation is actually funnier, but I like Great Outdoors more because I like. The character of John Candy. Like I say, I don't like Clark Griswold in that movie. He's a dick. I mean, he is. He's, like, trying to, like... He wants his family to go on the vacation, and he's flirting with Christy Brinkley all the time. I mean, he's just, like, this typical, like, Who's, who's a bigger dick? Clark Griswold or uh, Roman from... Roman, totally. But totally. at least you have a contrast or, so, you know, someone to kind of contrast against. Like, John Candy's this kind of a good guy, and yet, you know, Roman's a jerk. But then in, in vacation, everybody's kind of a... Which is Dan Aykroyd's character, Roman, by the way, in Great Outdoors. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, Great Outdoors, it may not be quite as funny. Like, I, I like Cousin Eddie. I'm going to go back to it. I mean, But he's only in it for like five minutes, right? If Cousin Eddie if it was, was like, in the Great Outdoors. We'd be there. Be but the- yeah, but I really like Cousin Eddie's sequence in that, in Vacation. And I like a few of the sequences in the Vacation a little bit better, like they're funnier, but... Overall, I just like the characters. I like the story better in Great Outdoors, even though Vacation is maybe a little bit funnier. So, so, so we've agreed both times so far. We agreed last time too. Yeah. Alien. Oh no! <laughs> See, last last time we were gonna do Lethal Weapon versus Forty Eight Hours, which you we still could potentially do. In the we future. could, but you didn't get through Forty Eight Hours. Right. I think we might have disagreed on that one. That know. was a tight race. For it's me. been a long, long time since I've seen 48 Hours. But yeah, but yeah, we agree again. That's interesting. I really felt like Vacation was going to easily win this. But then when I thought I about like, it more... I felt like for sure you were going to say Vacation. I, I'm really torn. Like, I think this is a good thing. Because, like I said, I think Vacation is funnier. But I do like... Even though Great Outdoors is cornier in some ways, I kind of like that it's kind of lighter and has more redeeming characters. Whereas Vacation... It's kind of morbid in parts, and it's it's funnier, but it's also darker. And like going into it, I kind of already knew. Like, did you? Like, Great Outdoors for me. I, I loved that movie, especially like when I was younger. See, Vacation is one of my wife's favorite movies, and I like it quite a bit too because we watch it more frequently. Oh, than it's, like it's Great a good Outdoors. Movie. And I really thought I was going to pick Vacation, but the more I, I thought, really about, thought you were going to pick, vacation. but the more I thought about it, I mean, and I could, I mean, it could probably go either way, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, nope, you know, you can never watch it again. I know, I gotta watch. It's gone. Great outdoors. <laughs> it's off the list. My wife will be very sad. <laughs> she have to watch so, it alone now. Exactly. But if she was here, she would totally fit, pick Vacation. So we should make her watch them both. She did. She watched both of them with me. Oh, where was that? I know she just poked her head around the corner like she was gonna. Maybe she wants to jump and chime in. Hey, Christy, come chime in. <laughs> She's too... All right, well, she she chose not to okay. partake, I guess. So. I guess you're just stuck with us. Yep. So anyway, Great Outdoors is the winner. It's unanimous. Sorry. Sorry, Christy. Sorry, Christy. All right. We will continue to hopefully do this. We already have our movies picked for our next episode. We shouldn't announce it. I won't say what they are. Okay. You have to wait and see. Yeah. But 
We haven't picked. Wait and see. We have a path to see them both. And I like they're both accessible. I like both of these movies. And Nick likes both of them. One of them I haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah. But one of them I really, really, really like. So it'll be interesting to see. I like both of them, but I don't know which one I'm going to And they're choose. both kind of obscure, too, I feel like. They I are. feel like they're not, like, mainstream. Like, correct. everybody's like, oh, yeah, these are really good movies. Correct, correct. They're a little more off the beaten path. Yeah. So. I'm excited for this one. Cool. We're going to do it. But also, even though we have our next one decided, we plan to keep doing this. So if you have suggestions, you know, shoot them our way. You know, I think you can, I think through the Anchor app, you can actually send, like, stuff. But we're going to put it on YouTube, too, so you can watch it on there. And then you can make likes and subscribe. Like, subscribe, all that that good stuff. Comment, whatever you want. Correct. Tell us how terrible we are. We know we're terrible, but, you know, (laughs) tell us how terrible we are. (laughs) On a scale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to do the scale. Oh, we do a scale? Yeah. What's our scale? So what would you rate this movie as far as, like, would you recommend it for Netflix or matinee or a full price night movie or, like, IMAX? Or not at all. You wouldn't recommend it. I think they're both uh, full price night movies for me. I th- I mean, but I have nostalgia value, obviously. Full price. I think they're both matin like matinee, matinee. movies. Like they're like they're the feel good movies. Like you would take the sure. You know. Yeah, it's probably not your big like event movie or whatever. So maybe it is a matinee. But I'm gonna stick with my initial thing. I'm not gonna be dissuaded. I'm gonna say they're both full price <laughs> evening movies. Okay. Just because to me they're classics yeah. and they kind of have that. I mean, they're both worth watching if you Absolutely. haven't seen them. Yeah. After we've given our terrible explanations of them. Correct. You can see how funny they really are. Exactly. Cousin Eddie, I'm telling you. It's where it's at. For the win. For five minutes. And the old and the old ninety six. If it was the five minutes of Cousin Eddie versus Great Outdoors, a vacation would win. (laughs) (laughs) But vacation has a lot of other stuff in it that's not as good as Cousin Eddie. The Great Outdoors, the old ninety sixer is my favorite scene. Is that really? Yeah. Like I say that sometimes, I'll be like, all that's left on that, all that's left on that plate is this one fish. <laughs> I love how the chef, like, has a whole bloody apron, like, he just massacred the, right. <laughs> the cow. And he's just, like, like, standing over him. I don't think that's how chefs work. I think the meat comes slaughtered already. I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know why I love that scene so much, but it, it is my favorite. <laughs> it's good to know. It's better than Cousin Eddie to me. Next, we'll have to do two John Candy movies, like Summer Rental and another, like... I don't know if I've ever seen Summer Rental. Uncle Buck or something. Oh, Uncle Buck's good. Mm-hmm. Or Delirious. That's not good <laughs> at all. It's Summer Rental? Is Reynolds? John Candy Is Summer Rental? Summer Rental's better than Delirious. Uh-huh. Is John Candy in Delirious? Yeah. I thought that was a Dan Aykroyd movie. No. Are they both in that no. one, too? Well, I don't know, but I know it's a John Candy movie. Uh, okay. He's, like, the main guy. Yeah. What was that one Harry Crumb? We do Harry Crumb versus Summer Rental. Because yeah. neither one of those yeah, well, is very good. It's <laughs> no matter what it's against. Correct. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tell your friends. Yeah. Share it on Facebook. Peace out. Like it on YouTube. Subscribe. It's all good. Peace out. Later. Bye.